in the studio with us, our good friend, Matt Light. I am going to take the heat off Ken uh, because apparently I owe Matt Light an apology. Uh, you were listening to the show earlier. Yep. And I mentioned the uh, veteran leadership on this team mm-hmm. through the years, and I did not bring your name up. I, and the only I, reason I thought maybe it would have been a point is that I was coming in this morning, you know, making a long drive, fighting traffic from Foxborough, coming all the way in to be in studio with uh-huh. my good friend. Yeah. Listening to the banner back and forth, big, big win over the weekend, uh-huh. and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then, you know, you throw it back to my era. Uh huh. The one guy that's walking into your studio I know. this morning. I mean, other people that were there when I was there didn't make it here this morning. No, that's true. I don't want to. I don't want to say names. You know. Uh, no, that's true. I I stand corrected on that. You so were, I'm a little hurt. I, are you going to be able to get over it? Well, I, unlike you know a lot of other snowflakes like Ken, I'll, I'll be fine. You'll, you'll be okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. Did you and Ken have words this morning? Based on last time you were you two were together, there was a dust up if I remember correctly and. Then Ken said you were afraid to show up at Stats. We were doing an event at Stats. And, well, that's true. That was uh, my big party, and he didn't show yeah, up. He said yeah. he was going to be there. Uh-huh. I was I, hurt I, by I, that. I don't know if it was a dust. It was maybe like a little kerfuffle. A, cur- <laughs> a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. Yeah, yeah a there's kerfuffle. no L in there. There's I always no try to add that. Yeah, I, I apologize. Well, yeah. Ken's an L. <laughs> no, listen, I've stopped trying to talk common sense to people anymore. It doesn't work. It doesn't yeah, work. And, and I think we're past that. It's We are way past it. Now, listen, on the OBJ matter. Yes. Can you just, uh, from your perspective, yep. uh, Boomer just said that uh, it's an issue with him. You bring him into this locker room with a with a rookie quarterback, it's an issue. Uh, where do you stand on that? I mean, it could be an issue, uh, but he's OBJ, right? I mean, so there's there's an issue that comes along with, you know, what he's created for himself, and he's always been what he is. It, you know, the, the better question is, is he worth the effort, right? Because Bill's made that determination in the past, and I was on those teams where we brought in guys that on the outside looking in, people said they're never going to fit in. They're not going to be able to do the Patriot way or, you know, it, you know bow to Bill and, and, and do and drink the Kool-Aid, as mm-hmm. we always said in the locker room. But, you know, the truth is most of them worked out pretty well, right? So you, you don't know until a guy gets there. You ob- and you don't know also what – a guy's real nature is until you see it firsthand. You can hear about it. You can talk to other guys that played with them. You can talk to guys that have been through some battles with them, and they'll say things like, yeah, you know what, that's what you see, but in the locker room he's actually a pretty good dude. And don't you think when it comes to Mac Jones, a lot of people are saying, why would you do that to your rookie quarterback? I- introduce anything like OBJ into that locker room, but give some co- give some credit to Mac Jones, who's been able to handle himself pretty well as a rookie quarterback. I think he'd be able to handle that. Yeah, well, and I think you said it earlier. I mean, it's not like he didn't have to handle a few things at Alabama. Right. You know, I, I think uh, I think the other thing I, I always find it interesting is that I don't recall ever worrying about the other guys in our locker room and, and what their attitude would do to us. And the reason we didn't worry about that, and, and when I think about it, it's like, okay, how, how could he affect Mac? You know, like, is it something he's going to say in the media? Well, you know, we don't talk to the media. Right. You know, they, they ask questions. We give you the... I mean, look, you know, I mean, you know, we're trying to, you know, look, we're trying to get better. I mean, we give them the bill response to everything, right? That's what they're, that, that is the Patriot way, right? So, you know, the system, it's not like it, it, it strips away everything that a person is. People can walk into New England, they can be themselves, but they're not going to be that public perception of themselves. That public perception is going to be of the team. So, I mean, look, I, I think it's kind of crazy to think that one player is going to disrupt another player in a system like New England's. 
The better question is, can he help them win? And I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that one. Hmm. Is this team good? Uh, I, I think this team is improving week to week. I've watched more football this season than I have since I retired over. It's been a decade, which yeah. is crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. There's an old guy yeah. uphill both ways. Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you, um, I had real concerns about the offensive line because I key in on that. You know, that's the one area that I want to watch. Let's just get past the defense. Let's get back to offense. Let's see what these guys are doing. Early on, Trent Brown goes down. They're shuffling guys up front. They can't find a good fit almost anywhere other than center with David, right? And you start saying to yourself, there's no way that that's going to work out well. This guy's getting killed in the backfield. You know, they don't have any real answers. He he takes a hit and gets up every time. Every time. And so, so listen, I think, um, I think what, what you've seen out of this team and, and the growth you've seen should tell you a lot because they've come a hell of a long way in a very short period of time under really adverse conditions because, remember, they don't get to practice like they used to. You want to know why things look the way they do? You want to see why there's so much up and down? You know, there used to be a trajectory that most good, well-coached teams went on every single season. And it was get better, get better, get better. We hear about it all the time. Get to Thanksgiving and then play your best football, right? You don't see that anymore. There's this crazy cyclical nature of ups and downs and chaos in the league. And most of that is because of how they play the game today. Meaning, well, you said it was because they don't get to practice. They don't get to practice. They don't get to prepare. they They can't bring in the bodies. They can't hit twice in a row. I mean, how do you develop that second level, those backup-type positions that are going to have to come in and contribute to your team no matter what you think, right? Because the injuries are going to happen. Well, the what? injuries were crazy yesterday. There were so many injuries crazy. yesterday. So as a player, as a, for coaches, too, having such a late bye week, is that going to hurt them? No. Um, well, I mean, look, the, the bye week it never comes at the right time for, for many reasons every season, right? You always wish it was a little earlier, wish it was a little later. Um, I, I, I look at what's happening right now. Um, th- think about um, that game yesterday, right? Look at the number of penalties. I mean, my goodness, you have probably 20 penalties called throughout the game, right? Maybe more, maybe more like 30, right? Then you have the turnovers, uh, when you talk penalties and turnovers halfway through a season, that's not good football. Not in the NFL. Like We shouldn't be talking about turnovers and penalties. We should be talking about these teams going out there, executing at a high level, gaining ground. Again, I do think these guys are gaining ground. That's the positive nature. Are there a lot of holes? Yeah. And then the last thing I was listening to on the way in is this idea that Mac Jones has regressed or Mac Jones didn't have a great game. They ran the ball like 40, the tw- two to one, right? The game plan was to run the ball. Why are we talking about his lack of productivity in the passing game? That's so asinine. We are a game plan offense. New England, take a pause. Think about this for a second. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are a game plan team. Every week they game plan. So don't think it's crazy when a guy only throws the ball 18 times, which he completed 12 of those. And think that he can't throw the ball. Because that was the that plan. Is the, that's the plan. That's what we do. That is the plan. Well, Wiggy says for you know over and over again that Mac Jones is you know meh that he he's not going to win you a football game. He's not going to lose you a football game. You you agree with that assessment by, hey, look, by your good friend J. Charles Wiggins? <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean, I think belief has such a big part in in an offensive game plan, and and so. 
it took about three or four weeks when Tom Brady, a young Tom Brady, stepped into a huddle where we started believing that we have an opportunity to win with this guy. Because before that, what do we have to believe in other than a guy that was taking snaps as like the third stringer, right, behind a Michael Bishop and the other guys, right? How, how are we going to rate this guy? Well, in, in training camp, I was kind of stunned, to be quite honest with you, when I hear from these linemen that, you know, this dude's the real deal. Like, he's he's a guy that I'll definitely go to war with. That's training camp. I mean, he hasn't proven anything, really. But he came in with a great attitude. He was humble. He was ready to get down to work. He's smart. He's attentive to the little things. He's communicating with everybody around him. Hey, I felt good about it going into it. And now you see his body of work. You got to, if you don't think that you can win with this guy, you're crazy. Yeah. Matt, I, at my lead this morning was about 01 versus this team. You're, I said you were the reason for 2001. So those people are idiots in there. But Ken said you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the similarities are, are pretty big. I mean, you have a rookie quarterback or first year quarterback coming in, taking over the team. You have the, the injury to Bledsoe. You have Cam, I'm sorry. Yeah, you have Cam going to Atlanta without getting tested, and then he's done. Then you have the defense better than the offense. Chargers signature win early in the year in 2001. This year they beat Herbert in L.A. That was the signature win. You guys played right with the greatest show on turf while losing. This team played right with the Bucks before losing at home. Do you see any similarities in 01 versus this team? Uh, I think I see the similarities not so much in in the players, right, but is in, in kind of the momentum that's being gained because – you know, I, I have a hard time comparing one player to the next. I mean, it, it just from the very nature of the idea that I don't know that, that you can compare people that way. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. But what I do see is a team that I, I think they do believe in each other. I think they want to go out there. They want to go to war. They want to they want to win. And And that may sound crazy, but there are a lot of people that lose before they ever step on the field. And I remember talking to guys when I came in after two or three years in the league, and I finally have an idea what I'm doing, and I'm calling some of the guys that I was drafted with the same year, guys that I played with at Purdue, and I'm listening to their horror stories about going onto the field knowing for a fact they're not going to win a game and thinking that way. Like I can't imagine even going through that thought process. So I think some of that stuff crept in like two, three, four years ago on this team. I kind of looked at the teams two, three, four years ago and said to myself, is there doubt creeping into not just the Patriot way, but like player to player? Like, I don't really, I don't want to go to war with you. I don't really believe in you. You know, there's a little division in the locker room. There's, you know, all the political stuff that's taking place on the field and all the things that are. Got a quarterback giving up on receivers. (laughs) Right. Publicly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but but there was doubt, right? I don't see that here, and you don't hear that here. What you see and hear and are watching is a team that's getting better. And and defensively, too, that's been fun to watch. Like, you know, how many people were calling for Judon to, to you know, be, you know, dropped somewhere other than New England after two or three weeks in? Now you're watching this guy play and saying, man, this dude's getting – I mean, he got – a, he was responsible for a lot of those miscues that a guy like Sam Darnold had yesterday because of his hustle, because of the way he's playing the game. These guys are playing really well. And the yeah. players love him. Uh, any issue with Mac Jones grabbing an ankle? No. <laughs> no. Was that a good way to an- ask it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that was, was that a good way? That was a good way. Okay. Yeah, I think there's two things. One, I think he would want that play back, right? Because I think there was a little frustration in there. That is the game of football. I'm going to tell you right now, 
Um, I, I'm not saying I condone doing something like that, but I do have to ask the question of: Did he think that maybe he was he had the ball right? He he loses the ball. It's in a a, a kerfuffle moment. It, like <laughs> things got crazy. Yeah. You know, and I think the frustration and him trying to, you know, get up and get off, he got a little push down as he was getting ready to go, and he's going to grab the ankle, make sure that guy's not going to make the play because he knows he doesn't have the ball. So I'm not saying that he was trying to hurt him. I think he was definitely trying to protect the football, which is what he's supposed to do anyway. Right. But you could do a lot better with that just by not dropping it, right? Mm. That, yeah. That's yeah. the first that thing helps. I would that say. Is, that would yes. help. Yeah. Yes. yes. That was a good answer. Back right. to back to the – I just want one question. Yeah. Back to the coaching and – the cycles and how it's harder to have the trajectory. Does that allow for more luck for more bad coaches to win? Or does that actually allow the good coaches opportunity? Does it create more opportunity to really set themselves above and the better coach teams are always going to make it? Or is there more luck rolled into the, the NFL right these days? You know, I think it's um, it, 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 the coaching. I <laughs> Part of me said that when we signed that 2011 CBA, right, which seems a long time ago, I guess it was, <laughs> um, it, 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 it fundamentally changed how players uh, uh, operate from a, a, a week-to-week, day-to-day basis within, a, within the National Football League. And I told myself at that point, a guy like Bill Belichick must be licking his chops because they have dummied down this system so much that where Bill could literally keep in 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 perspective all these a myriad of things that that come at you as a head coach and dealing with all the chaos and everything, it all that got shrunk down because now he knows that they're not going to be able to develop players like they used to. They're not going to. They only have so many options and so many weapons and and so where are you going to get your main competitive advantage? Because I'll tell you. One area that he got a great competitive advantage in was conditioning people into playing uh, uh, their respective positions. They they may not be the most talented, and they probably aren't going to be the fastest or the strongest and have the most experience, but he can coach them into being serviceable, maybe not the best, but serviceable within our system. Can't do that anymore, and even he can't do that. But what he can do in the classroom is he can outperform anybody in the business because he's got institutional knowledge he, re- he records everything every single day, takes notes. I know because I put a shocking mouse on his remote, and he lost his notes for the day and almost canned me because of that. Wait, I, I need to hear Wait. more about this. <laughs> what happened? It, oh, that was a terrible moment. You put a what, what? what? I sh- Okay, listen. I replaced his mouse on his computer <laughs> no. in his office while he was in a meeting doing coaching things and working hard to help us win. I went in during training camp and thought it'd be really funny. Again, I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. My wife always told me I was going to get fired every time I thought about these things. And when he went in later that night, he hit that mouse. And I'm telling you, this thing will make you scream for Jesus. It's unbelievably powerful. Oh, my God. And it, but so, the first time he hit it, he he. The, so it's like the uh, the clown hand buzzer times ten or something. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, we call that I'm a fifty year crime. And the second time he did it, he had his hand on his computer and and he and he hit some key. Now and, and this is where I. Do you have footage of this man of him uh, reacting? I, 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 we have a lot of eyewitnesses, and he. So I come in the next day. This is training camp, and I'm dog ass tired. And the first guy you go by is Bears because it's his office yeah. right there. And uh, Barry says, "Hey, uh, not cool." And I remember thinking <laughs> oh. to myself, "Like, huh?" And I'm not—I'm I'm not even really awake. It's like you know, it's training camp. Yeah. You're miserable. My yeah. neck's killing me. My body hurts. And uh, he goes, "Not—not not a good idea." He goes, "You went a little too far on that one." 
And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about because deny it till you die. I know, yeah. nobody, they, I know they don't have cameras. I'm going to deny it. So I keep walking. Next person I run into, which, by the way, was weird because you never see Bill. He's like, he's like Houdini. It's yeah, like, it's like, like he just all of a sudden, boom, oh, team meeting. Here he is. Like, I don't even see him walking through the halls. The very next person I run into is Bill on my way into the, the lunchroom. And he's like, Look, like you come in my, you know, and I'm like, huh, coach? He's like, you come in my office again, and you're done. Just don't, 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 don't mess with my office. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I just keep walking. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, they're going all out on this oh one, trying to set an example, right? The next guy I see is Matty P. Now, Matt Patricia, that's my boy. He was a young assistant at the time. Yeah. When he says it to me, I'm like, dude, come on. And he's like, no, seriously, we're in a staff meeting. Bill goes to get something out of his office, comes back in, and he is pissed off. You caused us to sit in that meeting for an extra hour because he was so pissed he lost his notes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That was terrible. Oh, so, so Courtney, good. you should ask him about that next week when he's on. I yeah. think that would be the end of the, the, first of question. the interview, first correct? Question. First, question. First, question. first question. I really screwed up this one. You can't, you can't go downhill. No, I'm not. I'm not going downhill. And you know what? I'm getting so many texts like, don't let these guys bully you around. That was a good question. You should have asked question. it. Yeah, it was a good Who question. Who cares that yeah. he didn't? Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. To be candid, you, you're the one who keeps bringing it back up. <laughs> nope. Nope. That was not me, Curtis, but thank you. All right. Um, it's great to see you. I know you got to get to the airport, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. but you got something going on with the foundation. We do. Yeah. Uh, if you go to mattlight72.com, we are going to be hosting a little chalk talk in a suite. Um, this is an opportunity. Basically, uh, we had uh, Kevin Meehan, who's a phenomenal guy, Imperial Motors in a little town of Minden, Minden, Massachusetts. Great guy, very charitable guy. Gave us his entire suite, and he Ooh. said, look, use it to raise money. So we are selling tickets to this suite. I'm going to have... Uh, a nice little video. It's for the Titans game, by the way. Okay, So awesome. we get the Titans coming later this month. I think yep. it's on the 28th, just after Thanksgiving. So if you got all your family members in, you want to come to a suite, it's a great idea. help us raise money for the foundation. 100% of everything we sell for tickets to get in are going to go to the foundation because awesome. Kevin's carrying everything. And I'm going to have the one and only Matt Castle. Ooh. as well as Mr. Rob Ninkovich, Ooh. and a nice little video message from the one and only Mike Vrabel, Ooh. who's going to poke fun at some fun things. He's, he's amazing. And uh, we're going to do a little chalk talk before the game kicks off, and then we're going to watch the game together. So. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's so yeah. fun. All right, so selling every ticket. For every ticket in the suite, that's right. All right, just go to the website. MattLight72.com. All right. I was going to promote this on some other radio stations, but they require a, a, a covid uh, oh. vaccination card oh so this is the really? only way i can get this out so if if the oh. if your listeners oh. you know if your listeners you were, you here in the hillman show you were denied the opportunity to go to another radio station because of that because I, I couldn't i couldn't prove that i was safe to be oh. around human beings well, well you changed a, your twitter account to at horse dewormer i mean why <laughs> did you do that <laughs> Right. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, be, you gotta, you have to have qualifiers now. You know, it's like a country club. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna just let anybody in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we're, we welcome you here always. Yeah. I, and I and, and I feel the love. Yep. I mean, we you are know? the we are the kind Thank of station you. that welcomes everybody. Where we're not, uh, we don't discriminate. Yeah, that's kind of you know. It, I find it odd that um, to go on because we could have just called it in, but they said we want you in studio, and then I said okay. And then they said, can we please have your proof? And I'm like, this is awkward. Yeah. I wanted to lie because I, I, I always tell my kids, I'm like, listen, if it's a dumb law, find a way around it. Oh, you know what I mean? Now, now really? this is for kids. That doesn't seem like good advice for children. But not, not, maybe, maybe not, but no. if it's a dumb law, right? Because yeah. there's a yeah. lot of dumb laws. So, yeah. you know, people speed all the time and then they say, hey, we don't, I don't break laws. Well, you, you speed every day on your way to work, right? <laughs> and we have all these useless laws, like like, like the idea that my kids have Ken to go to school with a mask. by the way. He's, the lifeguard is squirming over hey, there. Keep going. Go ahead. But, but so, so my kids, but, but, 
are we not teaching kids that laws don't really mean anything because they watch all of these highfalutin people go around with no masks on? They do. And then they have to go sit in school with masks on yeah. all day. Yeah. Right? And it's like, oh, Probably not okay. a good example. But but is that, are, are they really obeying the laws that I, they say they're going to do? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Oh. More uh, importantly, Matt, do you believe, as Greg is accusing, that Biden crop dusted the royal family? <laughs> <laughs> and did this happen to you in the old AAF studio? I mean, I mean, we had it was a, probably LB who did it to him in the old studio. <laughs> we got we got Astro World. Yep, like yeah. I thought that was an interesting like Astro World. Uh, I don't even yeah. know what that means, but we <laughs> yeah. had the word ass in it, and yeah. then we have a farting president. Uh-huh. It's like this world's going to. Sh- yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. what's it happening? Is. Yes, that was yes. a First good thing stop. I said this morning. Yeah. We're, it's, it's over. It's yeah, over. yeah. I mean, it's it's a, we it's are the laughing stock of the world <laughs> to the to the point <laughs> of flatulence. <laughs> We're screwed. All right, it's mm. great to see you. Good to see you, my friend. All right, friend. have a great trip wherever you're going. Going back home, shoot shoot a few deer. You oh, know, good. have a little fun. All right. You know, stock the freezer. It's hunting season. It is. Yeah, and by the way, be careful. I saw a doe running on the interstate in between the highways. What? Because she's probably getting chased by some good-looking young buck, right? right, right looking right, for some action. Right, so right. if you're out there on the roads, be careful because there's a lot of deer running around. They're getting harassed, and uh, I want everybody to stay safe. All right. Give us a mustache before you go, please. Well, listen up, Greg. I got a story to tell about a group of men who knew how to live well. They formed a team, and they made a pack. They're big old boys aware of mustache. Mustache! There we go. Wow. Matt Light. Love you all.